This is a very special episode of Deep Cuts Live. As you know, I do interviews with people from the cigar industry. It's something that I've been doing for a while now. I started during the pandemic. But actually, there's one interview that I keep referring back to. It's kind of my favorite um, interview that probably did not go as planned. It's an interview I did with Jonathan Drew from Drew Estate back in 2015. Um, I actually found that footage and I thought as a nice kind of uh, celebration of being part of the cigar industry now since uh, 2010. So this is going on 12 years when this airs. Uh, why not show you all kind of the funniest, best interview? You're going to learn a lot about Drew Estate in this interview, but you're also going to see me probably at, not at my best. I kind of hope that after all these years, I've learned a little bit more about interviewing people. Um, so I hope you really enjoy watching me uh, really be challenged, I would say, by Jonathan Drew during this interview. Um, leave a comment, tell me, tell me your favorite parts, and tell me what questions you might ask Jonathan Drew if you were given a chance to interview him. Without further ado, here's the interview. I'm Antoine Reed. I'm with Cigars and Leisure, and we're here with Drew Estates, Jonathan Drew. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Antoine. Thank you for having us. Okay, so Cigars and Leisure is our new magazine to consumers. It's not as serious as a uh, business magazine. So we're going to ask you a few light questions to kind of break the ice and make sure you're kind of on your toes and ready for anything coming in this interview. What's your favorite Drew Estate cigar right now? Oh, what's my favorite is completely irrelevant, Antoine. What is relevant is that we continue to innovate. We continue to innovate at Drew Estate with thinking about segmentation. It's new for the cigar industry. As you know, with the Acid brand, that was basically a new segment for the cigar industry with an infused product. You know, people used to always think about cigars in uh, premium or flavor. We changed that whole scope and we made it premium, either traditional, or infused, so premium traditional or premium infused. So the Acid Cigar brand created that segmentation. Later on, we moved into the coffee infused segment where originally people would think of coffee cigars as a cheap thing. And with the Java brand that we make for Rocky Patel and Tobacco Special, we also had Kahlua at the time. Those products created again a second segment, the coffee infused segment. Later on with T52, taking a bottle seed and producing that in the Connecticut River Valley, stalk cut, stalk cured, as opposed to taking a leaf and priming it, cut the stalk at the bottom, hang it in the barns upside down, third segment. And then the fourth segment, which today I'm super excited about, and as you know, we were at the Perique Farms here in St. James Parish, that's our Kentucky Fire Cured Cigar, which again, this to me is the closest to my heart. This is the segment of the future, and that's where we fire cure a cigar and take that tobacco and then put it into a regular, uh, when I say a regular, a Nicaraguan blended product, so we take Kentucky seed tobacco, grow it in Kentucky, we bring it to the farms where we fire cure it, where we use smoke, not heat. Using heat is more like flute curing. We use smoke to fire cure the cigars seven days on, one day off, seven days. And then we ship that tobacco to Nicaragua and we combine that into a cigar that's Nicaraguan blend, um, Kentucky seed uh, fire cured blend with a Mexican tobacco wrapper. And on top of that, for the mouth, we want that grit, we want that real gritty, uh, meaty taste that you get from that fire cured tobacco so you get that at the mouth as well so that for us is the fourth segment so it's not so much what's important to me it's about us creating products innovating products 
and bringing products to market that are exciting and that actually taste and smell really good. So I like it all, man. I don't care, you know, what anybody's personal preference is. As long as we're continuing to innovate, I'm happy. Going off of that, we know you do, Drew Estate's doing a barn smoke tour of some sort. Can you tell consumers about that and why they might be interested in coming to one of your um, tours? Yeah, thanks for asking, Antoine. You can go to www.barnsmoker.com and what we do with the Barn Smoker program, it's part of our experiential uh, Drew Estate platforms. We have Cigar Safari, which you guys know, www.cigarsafari.com, and that's where we do about 20 tours a year. 16 people come with us, consumers, and we do three nights, four days in Nicaragua. Everybody knows that. It's the Jimmy Jam, Cigar Safari. Now we want to take that here to the United States. We started last year in Kentucky, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is the home of American tobacco. When you think about American tobacco, you're thinking about dark air cured, fire cured, Orientals, Burleys, and Virginias. Most people in the premium cigar industry are thinking only dark fire, I mean dark air cured. You walk into a humidor anywhere in the United States and you're going to sign 99% of everything in that humidor is dark air cured tobacco, other than Drew Estate. We like all those segmentations in the, in the area in terms of fire cured, air cured, Virginia, Burley, Oriental. So with the experiential program that we have on Smoker, we take people to Kentucky, we take people to Connecticut now this year. So we got October 3rd in Kentucky. We got the barn smoker there, the Kentucky Fire Cured Barn Smoker. And then we have on August 1st, August 8th in Connecticut. We call it the Connecticut River Valley Barn Smoker. So that one's going to be crazy. That's going to be about 600 people in a barn. It's a beautiful day with tours visiting the different areas of the barns. It, it's a very, it's not just experiential from a standpoint of having you there, trying to push shit on people. What we're doing at the Barn Smoker is it's a very educational platform where we want people to understand what makes a cigar have certain components to give it taste, to give it dimension, texture, complexity. So Barn Smoker is mind-blowing. This is not for, you could be a beginner, you could be a moderate smoker, media golf smoker, or you could be a hardcore smoker. I guarantee you, you're going you're gonna to learn something at this from an educational standpoint. Separately, we got the most banging barbecue. We got all sorts of liquors. We have all sorts of people coming in from all over the world. We got six people from 16 different states coming. We have about seven different tobacco growers who unite there. Hale and Cotton, Universal Leaf. We got, we got people from all over coming in for this. So it's going to be a big deal. If you ain't there, you messed up. Because we sold out in three and a half hours. So that was for Connecticut. That's a whole, that's quick. Okay. Now, let's talk about your relationship with Kathy Van Winkle. We know you through states doing cigars with them now. That was the kind of big news a little bit while ago. It's still big news. Tell us what's going on with that. All right, cool. So yeah, this is this is kind of special for us because, you know, Drew Estate is not a, a, a jobber. You don't come to Drew Estate and say, yeah, we want to make a cigar with you. We have um, Jim the banker. He brought a suitcase of money. That's not how we operate. We don't make cigars really for anybody. We make the Java because we've been making it for Rocky for over 10 years already. And other than Rocky Patel's Java line, which we co-own and we we, uh, we make it, he sells it. Other than that, we don't make brands for nobody. So, when the Van Winkle family came to us, we were very honored. It was something that really, it's what I call raison d'etre in French. What it means is reason to be. We don't just make cigars like they sit around the boardroom. We need a Connecticut cigar to fill the pipeline. You know, I don't care, I could care less. We make a cigar because there's got to be a reason for it. It's got to have something that's so powerful so important, something the market either doesn't know they need or it's, it's got to have that that connectivity to 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 something that's significant. With the Pappy Van Winkle, I got it right here, 
case some of you have seen it, this is the box. It comes in a beautiful box of tens right here. And you know, I like to keep that feel, that, that Van Winkle, Pappy Van Winkle feel to it. And then unfortunately I got the cigars in cello because they sold out instantaneously. You can't even get them anymore till uh, March 2016. And I think by then they'll probably be sold out. So what we do with this, we make this just for the Van Winkle family. When they came to us and they said to us, we'd like to discuss making a product together. It was a big honor for us. It was something that made sense. Rason de Etri, reason to be, right? Mm -hmm. So the Pappy Van Winkle, this is a very special cigar. I'm going to tell you why. What did we do with the fire cure? You don't remember? You tell me. I'm going to tell you again. So we took tobacco, which was dark air cured tobacco. Mm -hmm. We then took that dark air cured tobacco and we turned it into dark fire cured tobacco. What we do with the Van Winkle product is we take that fire cured tobacco, we then ship that fire cured tobacco to Louisiana, right here to St. James Parish. And then we barrel that tobacco. We take 53 gallon whiskey barrels and we take a car jack and we jack in there 500, 550 pounds of fire cured tobacco. One year, three turns, which each rotation means we're gonna take that barrel, we're gonna take all 500 pounds leaf by leaf, leaf by leaf, we're gonna pull them out of the barrel. We're gonna pillow the tobacco, loosen it up because we've already brought it up in heat. Now we're gonna let it bring it down. Three times throughout the year, after one year, three rotations, we take that tobacco, which has been fire cured, barrel fermented, real barrel fermented, not barrel fermented in some paper and some you know marketing nonsense. The real deal, right here, by the by the most prominent person and the only person who truly makes St. James Parish Perique tobacco in the world with Mark Ryan. We then ship that tobacco to Nicaragua, and that becomes one of the components for the Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermented cigar. So this product, we made 6,000 Robustos, 6,300 Toros. We shipped them in to the U.S. Oh, over a three-month period, which ended in June. And um, they got a 93 and half wheel, which was very interesting because that's a very, uh, very difficult rating process. I'm usually not into ratings that much, but that one really impressed me because to take a product like this, which is not a traditional cigar, and be able to get a 93 rating and half wheel on it was a huge accomplishment for us. And it speaks volumes for innovation and fire curing on the premium side. Why Antoine, you ask? Because for 200 years they've been fire curing tobacco, but ain't nobody taking the fire cured tobacco and put it into a premium cigar. So that's what makes this, it's emblematic of a Drew Estate product. Look, you got San Andreas wrapper at the bottom. At the top you got more of that fire cured barrel fermented tobacco at the top at the head. So it's really, it's a multi-dimensional cigar. It's not only going to give you complexity along the journey of smoking it, but the texture at every puff is stupid. I had a question about another cigar. Uh, hoping you can tell us a little bit more about it. Undercrown Shade? Oh yeah, bingo, thanks for asking. The Undercrown product, as you know, was very special because when the Liga Pravada came out, we the, smoke, the rollers were smoking all the cigars mm -hmm. because it tastes good. So we always have a policy on the production floor. You know, we got now about 1,700 people full-time at your estate. And we got a lot of cigar rollers. So they're smoking and smoking up all those Liga Pravadas. They were smoking away all the profits. So we spoke to the rollers about creating a blend of cigars that they really enjoy where they can stop smoking up all the Ligas. So they created this blend on the production floor. And that's the, that's the beauty, that's the magic of the Underground brand. It's the fact that this product was blended on the production floor by the people, not the John Drews, the Colita Fuentes, Olito, this, this, and that. This was made by the guys who were there every day blending, every day continuing a blend. How do you make a blend good year to year? You make it up. What? Change it up? 
wrong. You make the blend good every year by making it good every month. How do you do that? You gotta make the blend good every week. How do you do that? Every day. Right. So, you to do that, to make a cigar consistent every single day means it's not some dude who's creating the blend. It's your people on the floor, your production team, who have to make sure that blend is right every day and staying consistent with the blender's image or vision of what the brand is. So Underground Significance was, this was a blend created on the factory floor, which we weren't going to sell it, but it was good. So we took it one step further, and that's why we called it Undercrown, because it's like the crown of the underbelly of Drew Estate. So that's a beautiful product. The message is beautiful. It's romantic. And when the people smoke it, they like it. So this year, we, we stepped it up a bit. We wanted to do something that had that Connecticut shade, smooth, creamy, nice, you know, medium body taste. So we added a twist to the underground message. That twist was our master blender, Willie Herrera. Willie came to the rollers, the same group, and he said, listen guys, I want to do an underground blend this year, and I want you guys to help me. I want to do it together with you. So that same group and Willie Herrera together created the underground shade. So it's got the same message. It's still born on the factory floor, but now you got that extra ingredient. You got Willie Herrera's touch on top of it. So it's like double trouble. So I think the people are going to really like it because it's not just a plain Jane Connecticut. It's banging. It's got everything you would want from a medium-bodied Connecticut. It's not. It's for the guy who wants just an air ball. You know, go smoke something else. But this is for somebody who wants some some flavor and some depth to it. And. At one point, you also collaborate with Eminem's label, Shady, to do like the Underground Shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet. He just left. He was with us all day yesterday and last night. So uh, he, it's been a good experience with Shady. Uh, Paul Rosenberg, his business partner, is a huge, uh, huge cigar smoker. So on the Rosenberg, on the Shady side, him and Shady, him and Eminem, they got Shady Records, which they got different label. You know, they got different artists in there. D12, they got Slaughterhouse, Crooked Eye. They got all that side of it. And then on the other side, they got Goliath Records, uh, Goliath Artists. And on that side, they got some of the same artists. Plus, they got um, F, That's Delicious, uh, my man, uh, Action Bronson. You guys know who Action Bronson is? Yeah, so those are his lineup of artists and stuff. And those guys are big Drew Estate fans. So, uh, most of them. Eminem don't smoke, to be honest with you. So, what we did with Shady was, for the Shady 15 album release, which happened in like that November, December period or something, we did the Shady 15 with Eminem, with Shady Records, which includes Eminem and Paul. And we dropped that, and it was super nice, but it was only 500 bundles, and it was just the Detroit market. So it was something nice and flavorful for the Detroit market. We gave them a little flavor over there, and now what we're doing with the Shady is we're taking that to a whole new shit, and we're gonna bring that out national. That's gonna be for our Drew, uh, Drew Diplomat retailer accounts, or possibly for our entire list of accounts. We're trying to see because we got to find out what the final blend is. If it's a blend that we got enough tobacco, then we're going to take it out national to everybody. If it's a blend that's got all sorts of specialty, like hard to get stuff, we might have to only start with DDRP. So we're going to see that, you know, you know what our True Diplomat program is? I was working on that. That's going to be one of my follow up questions because okay. a lot of our consumers might not know. So just tell us like a little bit about that. So go to www.drewdiplomat.com. Dot com and right now we're in the beta testing of it but if you don't have to just be a Drew Estate fan if you're a fan of premium cigars if you're if you smoke premium cigars these days and you're under the age of 65 you got Drew Estate DNA in your body it's almost impossible not to it's not just about Drew Estate it's about anything when you think about experiencing the complete world of tobacco top to bottom 
whether it's any of the basic food groups of seeds or any of the basic food groups of different farms, irrigation systems and stuff from an educational standpoint. But even more powerful, the Drew Diplomat app is about community and it's about this community where different people from around the world are able to converse together, get to know each other and be part of this little world that your state has created. So it's going to be an exciting place for final consumers and retailers, manufacturers, all sorts of people who want to be involved with this little exciting thing we're doing. So DrewDiplomat.com, that will be an app that you'll be able to download on your iPhone, on your Google, on your Droid or, or any smartphone and you'll be able to link into it and see what we got going on. And you can earn points and you can earn all sorts of stuff because we got mad stuff. Like you guys know about Subculture Studios, which is our 40, 40 person graffiti uh, studio. We have Sam Morales, who heads our loyalty programs and our final consumer programs. He's with me over here today. He's been working on this project for a while now, and, and what he's got going on for our final consumers, he locked in with Subculture Studios. So you got 40 full-time graffiti artists, wood carvers, pewter makers, and we're going to have all of these items that they just went berserk. We said no limits. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars carving, cutting, making this and that. So now when you come on DrewDiplomat.com, you're able to tag in like this, like that, and what you get is points, and then you get to win all this stuff. So it's a lot of fun. It's integrated into our final consumers, our stores. It's I nice. see you have a great personal style, okay. and it kind of makes me jealous because uh, I don't look as good as you. Right. <laughs> so, what? But you don't eat enough. You need uh, to work on your consumption of fried foods. Oh uh, yeah. All the basic food groups. <laughs> so how do I get? I guess what's your best swag. style? Yeah, your style question. How can we get like the JD swag going on? Oh. If you want to get the JD swag, that that that's a that's a uh, that's a pretty tall order. You have to go to Kmart. But sometimes, remember Woolworth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Woolworth. When they run in discounts at Woolworth, you got to come in strong. You got to know which days, like Thursdays after three o'clock, you can go to Kmart and get all the good stuff. Uh, my style is a little rough, but you know what? At Drew Estate, we've never tried to conform. We don't wear like you know pinstripe suits, you know, like that. Our style is organic. You know, uh, our style changes a lot. So whether it's the way we dress, the music we listen to, or everybody's different at the company. I mean, I listen to bachata music. You know what bachata is? No, I never heard. Like Aventura, music like it's Latin music, you know? So I might like hip hop, but I also like bachata style music. So a lot of those influences, whether it be music, whether it be art, whether it be from looking historically back, Art Deco, Art Nouveau, Primitive, Americana, all of these different things come into the influence that make Drew Estate so unique. You know, Drew Estate's like this explosion of bad taste. Oh, oh really? and by the way, just in case you need some extra bad taste, the Drew Diplomat program has all sorts of goodies. This one's for you, Antoine. Thank you. Now, what is this? That is two of the Liga Pravada A's packed in that Drew Diplomat extra aged. So they probably have about 14 months on them, 13, 14 months on them. Okay. So it's all sorts of goodies, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's That line works. Expect the unexpected. A Drew Diplomat, just expect a lot of bad taste that's going to drive you crazy. It's just stupid goodies that we got going on at Drew Diplomat. I mean, for real, it's it's really good. A lot of collaboratory stuff, a lot of collaborative. You know how we like to work Pavi Van Winkle, we like to work with Shady. We like to work with different growers on different farms. Who would ever imagine you're taking fire-cured tobacco? Fire-cured tobacco was like tobacco used for Skull and Copenhagen snookers, smokeless tobacco, pipe tobacco, cigarettes. How do you take a process that's got 200 years of age on it that ain't everybody thought about making a premium or super premium? The Pappy Van Winkle's a super premium product, you know? So 
you know, that's what it's about. Speaking of uh, super premium, uh, let's, and you're talking about packaging and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm sure you're pretty popular with the ladies. So if you could give me like a tip on like, and our readers a tip, like if we want to go out there and pick up a woman here at the show, like what would be your, uh, your tip? Like how does JD pick up? Well, the first thing you need to do is go to Starbucks, get the really tall one, the, the big ass drink like that, slam it really quick, go hang out with Maddie Rock, do like 30 or 40 jumping jacks and you're pumped up. You get to stangle the, stangle the hotties you want. I'm married, man. I've been married for like for a while. You know, we, I got 15 years with the same woman. So I, I, I just stay focused on making tobacco, making spirits, uh, you know, blending with different types of ingredients and products to be able to explore the mind and, and have people think about, you know, new concepts. When you think about rebirth of cigars, people say, JD, how, you know, what do you do? You make cigars, right? You, let's go to the basics. The bankers want to know. You're making a cigar and then you ship it to the U.S. or maybe Europe or something and then you sell it. That's what you do. It's the, no, 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 no. We rebirth cigars. And like, yeah, but what do you really do? No, we rebirth cigars. Everything about it, every grain and every emotion from the minute we get up to the minute we go to the bed. I'm talking about people who are on the creative side of your state, whether that's in blending, whether that's in tobacco processing, whether that's on the marketing side. Everything that we do is about creativity. What we do, people use that word passion, make me throw up. That word passion, it's, make me, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. People should take that word out of their mouth. It's a lifestyle because it is a lifestyle. I lived in the factory for 14 years. You know what I'm saying? 14 years. People come to these countries, they go over there, they get out of the plane, they sleep right near the airport, drive to the factory, go to the factory once, two, three, four, five, seven times a year, in and out, bang. You sleep in a factory for 14 years. That's why I respect old man Padron. Orlando Padron, that dude was living in his factory for like 140 years or more, maybe a little more. So that is the difference, because then you're living it. That's a lifestyle. A lifestyle. We're going to make a lifestyle brand. Call Skip. Not Skip on, but you know, it's not about making a lifestyle brand. It either is a lifestyle brand, or it's bullshit. It's one or the other. So at Drew Estate, you know, I'm, it ain't bullshit, I'll tell you that, because it's the real deal right here. That's a fact. Okay, final message. What would you like to say to fans of Drew Estate? You can say what's coming up what you know your message to them i only like got one say? thing to say i want to say thank you because we got a little attitude we got a little swagger and all that but if any of you know jd and thousands of you do you've reached out you had a problem with your cigars cracked wasn't right something going on you're having a birthday a kid being born this and that we love our consumers there's no company in the world more integrated with our consumers listening to them always on top have a problem hit me drew nika at yahoo.com only have one email for 20 years any problem you have with any Drew Estate cigar, you don't hear from my assistant. You hear from me. Every day, 24-7, DrewNika, DrewNika at Yahoo.com. You can get me at any time. All of our company, we pay attention to our consumers. We are thankful and appreciative. We don't need to make ads about it because they know. And that's what has built Drew Estate. You know what our two biggest emails are we receive? It's the only cigar my wife lets me smoke in the house. And the second biggest email is, my first cigar was a Cuba Cuba or a Blondie. We pay attention to all of these like little simple things that you might, not you, but person might, once you hit some degree of success, it's hard to think about, you know, the little, the people who build your brand. That's the last thing I have to say is we're very thankful you guys have made our dreams come true and you've allowed us to, to be who we are and not have to pretend with somebody else. And that makes it beautiful because then we can get creative and we can do that shit that drives you crazy. And to the retailers that carry Drew Estate Cigars, you have a message for them? Yeah, we love them. The retailers have been behind us from the beginning. Let me tell you, 
when we first came to the IPCPR, this Super Bowl Sunday makes 16 years. When we first came to the IPCPR, people thought we were crazy. They thought there was something wrong with us. They were like, are you guys, is everything okay? The fire department was coming by looking around, the tax guy. But what they realized in short order was, we think like tobacconists, because when JD started, I started off as a tobacconist at the World Trade Center. I had a push cart, you know, where you push the cart? That's what we started off as. We were retailers. We then became independent reps. I repped Perdomo. I repped Toronto. I've repped 30 states for Toronto. I've repped 15 states for Perdomo. We had brands that, 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 you know, we've done every single part. Store owner, rep, independent rep, national distributor, brand manufacturers. You know, we don't make brands and build brands. We live in Nicaragua and make a product in Nicaragua. We have thousands and thousands of people, 1,700 people full-time who work for us. You know, what we do is the real deal. It's authentic. You know what I'm saying? So the retailers, they were able to understand that, and I think that we've given back to the retailers. We can't give back to the retailers as much as they give it to us because they've given us our opportunity. And for that, we try to stay creative. We try to keep them making a profit because they need to monetize their efforts. And the retailers are the lifeblood of the industry. The brick and mortar is the lifeblood. That's the bottom line. Thank you, Dave, for talking to Thank us Thank you today. so much, Anton.